0: To the Easy Yoga podcast with myself, Geminis, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level thank you so so much for being here today and I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here enjoy this next episode Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode from Easy Yoga All Things Yoga, Wellbeing and Relationships and today I have a wonderful guest with me. Her name is Ellie Busby and she's the founder of Vojo Health. She is a registered UK nutritionist and went plant-based in 2011 after living in a Buddhist monastery. For the first few years everything was great but five years in her health started falling apart so then she founded Vojo Health. So welcome Ellie, thank you for being here. Hi, thank
1: you for having me.
0: So yes, tell me more about you. What wow, that's amazing that you were in a Buddhist Buddhist uh, monastery. That must have been
1: incredible. Uh yeah, it was definitely one of the oh. most meaningful experiences in my life. I would say, uh, and incredibly <laughs> difficult. Um, but one of the best things that came out of it is uh yeah, putting yeah. me on the plant based path.
0: Wow, and where was that? Was that? Here in the UK or Thailand or it was actually in
1: Warwickshire,
0: yeah, in oh, the UK. Wow.
1: <laughs> so it was a it was a Thai forest tradition monastery, so it's super strict. Um but yeah, it was in the UK.
0: That's amazing. Oh, so you don't get all of the nice the the nice temperature and the beaches and that <laughs> you just get forest. No. Well, that's I good. was
1: there in winter too, so oh, it was no. bloody freezing. <laughs>
0: So yeah, tell me more about your journey. Why did you go there and, and what what happened?
1: Uh, so I've always been interested in, in my mind and my body. And um, I was at that point, I was very interested in meditation. Still am, but I was just starting out on meditation. Uh, and, you know, at that point, I hadn't really ever thought about nutrition and plant-based yeah. and veganism and all of that stuff. Um, but when I went there, uh, I had a lot of experiences, which yeah have put me on on the path I am today and as I said um made me realize that you know I'd been there when I was there when I'd been there a month I was like wait a second I've been <laughs> vegan for a month and I'm still alive That's so it's probably okay <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and I have this really bad perception of being vegan I'm not and I want to kind of bring it in bring more in and we do we have a lot of vegetarian stuff at home well the kids eat it as well as us as well as we do but can you be vegan easily without eating lots of processed foods in England or like in I don't know the western
1: world do you mean easily in terms of nutritionally or in terms of your satisfaction with food probably both (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, my husband and I went out for dinner uh, a couple of weeks ago and we went to a vegetarian restaurant in Brighton and it was really, really nice called Food for Friends and it's lovely. It's all vegetarian and he wasn't so sure about it. He was like, okay, we'll give it a go because he thought he wouldn't be full up afterwards. And then we came out and thought, oh my God, I'm stuffed. So that kind of put his perception of, yes, you can eat plant-based and lots of plant food... Yeah. And still be full up. But do you have to eat a lot more nuts, pulses, seeds, grains, things like that to get your nutrition as as much as you would do with, with a meat based diet?
1: Yeah. So in answer to your question, it definitely is possible. Um, <laughs> and yeah, but it's different for everybody. And that's the general thing with diet. You know, there's never a one size fits all diet. Okay. Um and you know there's lots of great general advice on on plant-based diets out there. Um but a lot of people follow it and they don't feel satisfied. Yeah. Um or you know they feel like they're missing out on something. Um and that was my own personal experience too. Yeah. So when I'd been vegan for about or plant-based um tend to use the word plant-based now more yeah yeah it appeals to more people <laughs> it does. um um uh, that's basically the same thing um <laughs> oh vegans will hate me for saying that anyway uh once I'd been plant-based for about five years um my health took a serious turn and you know my my hair started thinning and wow. I was getting a lot of sport injuries like I'm a runner so I was getting a lot of running injuries which was okay um, really painful physically and mentally because when you're a runner you really miss running when you can't do it yes i'm Um, i know exactly how you feel and um yeah and it was only after i had a dna test and i saw some genes that i have that i was like ah you know that explains why you know I'm, i'm maybe not getting enough of this nutrient okay um let me give you an example so in, um, in the plant-based world, there are two band camps with omega-3. There's like, there's people that say you can get all your omega-3 from chia seeds and flax seeds and you'll be fine. You know, we convert it, it's fine. And then there are people that say, no, you need to supplement algal oil. You need to get DHA directly. You can't
0: convert mm-hmm.
1: enough. And it's like this with a lot. There's a lot of contradictory advice. Yes. And it's super confusing. And in the end, actually both are right because it depends on you and your genes and what you need. So I, for example, have the fast conversion genes. So um, I convert, I can easily convert omega-3s from plants into DHA I need for my brain. Okay. But on the other hand, I also have the Alzheimer's gene, which means that my brain uses a lot more DHA. So I still supplement DHA because I use so much of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> What's DHA stand for? Is it diroxyhyaluronic Oh,
1: God, don't ask me that to do right?
0: that. <laughs> uh, docohlexin... that. <laughs> Docohexanoic
1: acid or something. We need to look that up. yeah <laughs> Just cut that bit out. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and why did you start Vojo Health? Was that because of it? Because you had a DNA test and then thought, "Oh, this is a thing that is needed."
1: Yeah. So on my own Instagram, I talked about a lot of the issues I faced, and you know, it turns out that a lot of people were also facing the same issues. And looking at the data, a lot of people um, give up on a plant-based diet because they don't feel like they're getting everything they need, because they do okay. feel unsatisfied with their food. Um, and because, you know, they experience things like uh, brain fog or like um, feel like their brain's not working as well as it should, energy levels are lower. And all of these are valid things that can happen. But you okay. definitely can follow a plant-based diet, which is good for you and better for you than any other diet. Right. Um, so yeah, that's why I started yeah. to, um with the mission to help as many people as possible eat more plant-based in the best way for their body and the planet yeah it's a very important thing for the planet too
0: yeah and what would you say about the process who's like i don't know vegan cheese is that is that good for you as in like it's been through so many processes or would you say stick to less processed plant-based like yeah chia seeds flax seeds actual
1: real fruit and veg uh healthy balance is always the way like there are you know there's there is the whole food plant based um, group, subgroup of of the, the plant based people. Yeah, and uh, there's a, they, you know a lot of people advocate for a whole food plant based diet, which is obviously uh, the best health wise. Um, but you know you don't want to restrict yourself too much either. Yeah. Uh, and and um, yeah, my own personal journey, I found that going to plant based and then making the step again, further towards whole food plant-based. And like the more you restrict, um, the more, you know, you really want to eat those other foods that you're not allowed yeah. to eat. And yeah. uh, that can lead to things like binging and then, you know, yeah. about yourself and all of this stuff. So, you know, it's moderation, like eat some of the alternatives, Yeah. The best for your health, but you know, like eating plant-based cheese a couple of times yeah. a week is not going
0: to kill you. It's, it's going to be yeah, yeah. And I don't get why people like why I don't know. You go out to a restaurant and you have a vegan burger, which I do have, and and they're amazing. But why do we need to have that as a burger? Why can't it just be its own thing? It's really weird, and I think it's probably the way we are in society.
1: <laughs> yeah, agreed. I mean. I, I also eat the, those kind of things when I go out as well. And yeah. that's kind of like the novelty, isn't it? It's like, yes, oh, cool, yes. this thing, plant-based, awesome. Yes. I'm going to try it. Um, and I think it encourages other people who aren't plant-based or wholly plant-based to to eat more plant-based, which... Yes. Um, and these alternatives are getting better as well. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, like five to 10 years ago, they were kind of tasteless and rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> recently it's like, oh, wow, okay, plant-based alternatives are actually getting better because places restaurants are learning how to flavor them properly with spices and stuff so yeah yeah no I I I think it's fine to create these alternatives but on the other hand it is nice to have these um just plant meals yeah yeah unapologetically plant-based
0: yes definitely I love I love avocados I could eat them forever
1: (laughs) same Oh, man
0: <laughs> well, that is amazing. But then actually I don't know who it was one of my friends had said the other day, well, how are you being green by bringing in an avocado that's come from Brazil?" And I said, I, I don't
1: know, I can't I can't answer that. But yeah, this that is hard. This argument gets to me quite a bit actually. Yeah, I think you know, you can only do so much. Yeah. And when you look at the if you're going to talk about the carbon footprint or like how ethical you're being with food or whatever, um you know if you're already trying to eat plant-based you can't cut everything out yes. um and when you look at, when you compare foods animal foods are always the worst on all accounts like with carbon footprint especially compared to an avocado coming from brazil so yeah you know i would rather i would much rather someone eat an avocado from brazil than eat a locally farmed beef steak yeah yeah, if we're talking about environmentally for sure. Yeah. Well, also ethically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is really interesting. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you help your clients? So, do you actually give them the DNA thing
1: to How does the DNA work? The the DNA test? So um, when a customer buys the DNA test, they get it in the posts, like through their letterbox and it's literally just a saliva swab. It's easier than a COVID test. I'm really glad that COVID happens because now I can say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not glad that COVID <laughs> happened, I'll take that back. Easier. Uh, yeah. No sticking up your nose. <laughs> no, you just swab the inside of your cheek um, and that those cells from your cheek hold all the DNA that, that come out in the DNA test yeah um and that goes to the lab that we work with and that all gets extracted and then we receive the raw data and that goes through the vojo algorithm and then you get your results um and yeah with mostly with with customers of vojo we work with um sport uh sport and fitness is is a main one yeah um but also just generally figuring out which foods work best for your body
0: right okay yeah and does that include um what's the word does that include allergies as well so you might be allergic to something that you don't even realize that you don't even know
1: yeah we do cover some food intolerances um so (laughs) so yeah there's um there's the lactose intolerance gene for example uh and it's like it can't diagnose an intolerance, but it can tell you your risk. And a lot okay. of people with the lactose intolerance gene tend to become lactose intolerant as an adult.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So yeah. this happened, like this gene came about like 10,000 years ago wow. um, when we started farming animals and consuming their milk. So 10,000 years ago, humans could never digest lactose yeah. as an adult because it wasn't necessary. Yeah. But when we started herding animals and consuming their milk, it became actually beneficial for some humans to be able to digest lactose as an adult. Um, so that gene came into being. So I would get—I guess you would say—the more natural way. Uh, yeah. Although I don't like the word natural, but
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: just going to use it in this context. The more natural <laughs> way, the ancestral way, is that we don't actually digest lactose as adults. Yes, yeah, because I can.
0: learned the other day. Yeah, that we're not supposed to, and that we are only supposed to have every. We are the only mammal that will ingest other animals' milk. No one else, no, no other animal does, which is really bizarre. Which I thought, oh yeah, that is actually true. But you wouldn't get a sheep,
1: I don't know, suckling off a lion or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not that, it's that it's sure, but true. Yeah.
1: But like you know, ten thousand years ago, it became an advantage to be able to um, uh, to digest lactose as an adult, and now we really don't need it. You know, we have. We don't need to survive off herding our animals and consuming their milk. We have enough food. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's not necessary. And I think a lot of people recently are starting to figure out that, oh yeah, actually my gut issues are because I'm consuming lactose and I'm lactose intolerant. And so many people live with it without realizing. Yeah. 70% of the world's population are lactose intolerant.
0: Wow, that's incredible.
1: 70%. More in Asia. In Europe, it's about 50% of people.
0: Wow, I wonder why. That's odd. Just the way the way it is. Just, yeah. Just
1: genes, just genetics. Yeah. Um, I guess we um the lactase persistence gene uh is just more prevalent here. Um, yeah. Than it is in Asia. So I guess in Asia less there was less consumption of. of yeah. You know, of milk. Yeah.
0: And does this go back as in um, generations? So if you did say you did me and then you did my mum, would, would we have the same kind of gene pool in a way?
1: Yeah, so what happens is for every gene, you get like, it's there's like two halves to every gene and we call them alleles. So you always get one from your dad and one from your mum. So if both your parents are carriers of lactose intolerance, you could either be fine because you have both of the fine genes, okay or like or you could be you could have a high risk of lactose intolerance because you have both of the bad genes or you could have one of each right okay. so you know if you, your mum could be lactose intolerant but you might not be yeah um, so does one is the then
0: so if my dad with my mum was my dad wasn't and I had both would that the would my dad's one cancel out my mum's one so I wouldn't get it or it doesn't really work that way <laughs>
1: No, you're right. So it's, it's slightly more complicated. Right, okay. Some genes are dominant and some yes. are recessive. So dominant means that you only need one allele, you only need one half of the gene for it to express. Okay. And then, so you could have like one one of the lactase intolerance genes and one of the okay ones. Yeah. And you do have an increased risk, but you have a higher risk if you have both of the bad ones. Yeah okay yeah and if you have neither of them you could still be lactose intolerant as an adult but it's very unlikely yeah yeah
0: that's really interesting hey hey So I just wanted to share with you that I am totally in love with Confused Girl in the City yoga brand. They have all kinds of apparel, which include crystal inspired leggings, capries, shorts, joggers, as well as tanks, tees, sports bras, hoodies, and swimwear, and accessories ranging from towels, beanies, face masks, and bags. And I have a few of these leggings and tanks, and I absolutely love them. They are so soft and really, really comfortable. Now, Giovanna, who started the Confused Girl brand, she started it as a blog, and when she went on her healing and spiritual journey she met a healer who had a profound effect on her he had a collection of crystals and told her to pick two to take home one day she was meditating and she had a vision of creating a line of women's activewear that was inspired by these crystals now Giovanna takes high resolution photos of crystals that inspire her and work with an art team to print them onto fabric each pair of leggings represents a different stone these healing crystals balance yin yang energy and cultivate courage creativity and healing their leggings are four-way stretch breathable and made in la and they pride themselves in using the best quality fabric on the market these leggings are great for working out or going out or just chilling as well so why the name Confused Girl? Well, Giovanna's answer is simple. It is really easy to accept yourself when you are feeling good and your life is the way you want it. But it isn't so easy to accept yourself when things are tough and you are confused. And we shame ourselves in times when we need to be embracing ourselves. Confused Girl is about accepting yourself just as you are at this moment. This acceptance will leave you lead you to your true nature. Beauty begins the moment you decide to be yourself. So you can see why I love this brand so much. So head over to the website today, which is confusedgirlinthecity.com and use code Yogi Gemma for a 20% discount at the checkout. That's Yogi Gemma for 20% discount. Head on over now and check them out. So then with, uh, I don't know, hay fever, I used to have hay fever. For years, and then someone had said, if you have honey from a local area, then you're more you're you're less likely to have hay fever because you're getting the local pollen and you're actually eating the local pollen. Would that be something to do with genes as
1: well, or not? That wouldn't really pick that up. I'm not sure about the local honey thing, um, but yes, with uh, with hay fever and actually hay fever, eczema, and um, uh asthma are like a trio yeah. oh, okay. they tend to happen together you see them yeah. in groups so if you have one you're much more likely to get another one right and it's histamine related yeah so it's how your body deals with histamine and that is genetic too yeah. so um there are genes which code for proteins which break down histamine and help you manage your levels of histamine and how sensitive you are to it right okay and some people can't break it down as well so they get like a build-up of histamine which yeah. they then become sensitive to. Yeah. So it's again, it's not like, okay, if you have this gene, you you definitely have um, hay fever. Yeah. But you can understand your risk and you can understand how to improve your symptoms if you know what gene you have.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Wow. Do you have hay fever? I did, but um, I don't know. When I, as soon as I turned 27, I'm 39 now. When I turned 27, that was it it went and and somebody had said every seven years there's something to do with a hormonal change and that then that either gets rid of it or it doesn't and you carry on then having it so yeah do you find that's true um
1: I have heard I don't know what the science is on this but I have heard a lot that actually being pregnant and giving birth Solves a lot of these issues for people. Wow, because people's bodies change quite a lot when they get pregnant. So I don't know if this coincided with you getting pregnant at all, but no, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was um, I think when I had Hugo. <laughs> but that does feed into the hypothesis of hormonal changes, like yeah, creating these changes. And this is something I don't know a lot about, but um yeah,
0: yeah, that's really good. So when someone has their DNA, so then you give it you assess it and then you'd say to them okay this is what you need to eat or this is what you are intolerant in so let's have a look at some of the other foods is that how it kind of works or how would it work
1: yeah so it's up to it's up to the customer really how they want to do it so you can either get just the DNA test and you get your results and um then you learn about your body and you like there's recommendations in the report as well so you can see okay, I, pro- I might have the lactose intolerance gene or I might need to supplement omega-3 and this is how you can do it. Yeah. Um, or you can get coaching as well. So right, if okay. you want help to make those changes, then we also offer the coaching to, yeah. to change your habits, the healthier habits that suit your body. Okay. But essentially we don't give too much advice in the report because it's more about understanding your body. Yes. And knowing your genes is a tool to be yeah. able to um, eat and live better for yourself. Yeah. And yeah. you know, it's not a like, it's not a, you have this gene, you must do this. Yeah, it's Helping you understand how your body works and getting you reconnected with it yeah. so that you can, um, it's not so much trial and error, you know, you don't have to try out lots of different things and see how your body reacts and see yeah. how it works. You're like, you have a clearer starting point. Yeah. And then you can understand more about what works for you
0: right, okay, yeah. so then if you're working with athletes or sports, people would then be able to know what foods would be good for their actual performance and exactly
1: buy- yeah yeah, so there's a lot of genes associated with inflammation and how you can recover better um, and also how you build muscle mass okay uh, so there's like a sprinter gene which is highly prevalent in athletes, bodybuilders, and sprinters. Wow. So it helps you build muscle quickly. People with this gene yeah. tend to build muscle very fast. Okay. Um, and they also be a, they can also sprint like run a lot faster. They have like more explosive power. Um, and if you don't have this gene, if you have the other version of the gene, uh, you tend to get injured more easily. Oh. Um, and yeah, like depending on which gene you have, yeah. you should eat and train. A little bit differently. Okay, so that's just one example.
0: Yeah, yeah. And is it hard to, to go from meat-based diet to vegan? Would you say go to vegetarian first, or would you just say, yeah, ve- uh, vegan is fine? Plant-based is fine. We're using plant-based. <laughs> We're using plant-based.
1: <laughs> I don't think anybody should have to go 100% plant-based. Um, it's about what's sustainable for you and your body yeah um yeah personally i am but it's about what works for other people and actually the data shows us again people who are plant-based and vegan are going to hate me for saying this um (laughs) but the data shows that actually vegetarians stick to their diet for much longer than anybody who's vegan okay so and in the end it works out more sustainable because because you're vegetarian for much longer because you don't eat meat for a much longer period of time yeah um your, like, the carbon footprint of your diet actually works out lower than a vegan who's, like, vegan for only a few years. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's about shaming people or saying that you should, go straight to to being plant-based or whatever, it's just... Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah, what yeah,
0: works for you. Personal choice, yeah. We watched a programme, oh, I think it was last year with uh, Zach Efron and I can't remember the other guy's name, Darren someone, I think. And he was travelling the world with this health professional and they went to the Amazon, I think, and he was saying, look, you can be completely plant-based here because you can just eat the fruit and it will give you the proteins, the carbs, the fats, everything like that. Straight from, I think it was in the middle of nowhere and there was this massive retreat of people all around the world coming uh, for however many months. And I thought that is a really good thing. But yes, you can eat straight from the earth, because you're there and it's there already. But can you, can you plant things like that here? And will they survive? I suppose they won't really. Will they like avocados or to, to make your footprint, your carbon footprint lower? I suppose that's difficult.
1: Um, yeah, obviously there are things that aren't gonna grow here, but um what, what documentary is this? I feel like I need to fact oh, really? check some of the things. Yes,
0: in. um Zach Efron, I'll have to let me Google. Send it. me
1: what it is. Yeah um, <laughs> because even like even if there's places where you can it's more easy to be plant-based, 100% plant-based. You still yes. yeah. to supplement things like B12. You can never get B12 from any plants. It's not possible.
0: Right, um, okay, yeah.
1: So, yeah, and it surprises yeah. me still actually how many people miss out on B twelve, especially yes. vegetarians. Even actually, because if you're vegetarian, you feel like you're eating plant animal foods still, like dairy yeah. and eggs, you're going to get enough B twelve. It's not true actually. More the most people I meet personally yeah. who are deficient in B twelve are vegetarian because right, okay, they think they're getting enough, but they're not.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, was it Zac Efron Down to Earth? Yeah, I should watch it. It's really good, Down to Earth.
1: <laughs> I'm going to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I would say would always nice supplement yeah. your diet. This is, yes. this is one thing I'm strict on, take yeah. your supplements. And that's not just for vegans or plant-based people. Like yeah. Actually, it's for everybody.
0: Yeah, okay. And would you go for more, more expensive um, supplements than the cheaper ones? Is there anything different? about the cheaper ones and there would be the more expensive ones or is it just, what do they have a higher concentration and you need less of it if you, if they're more expensive?
1: There are different forms of supplements. Um, so for example, B12 comes in several different forms that you can buy. There's cyanocobalamin, which is tends to be the cheap one, or there's other ones like hydroxy or methylcobalamin, which are more expensive. Okay. And they do, work in your body differently it's the same for all supplements or most supplements yeah um generally the expensive ones do tend to be better but in actually in the case of b12 cyanocobalamin has the most data behind it so okay most of the time the cheap one is actually better but that's a bit of an anomaly
0: yeah yeah and what does b12 do in your body does that that stops coughs colds and things
1: B12 is uh, one of, I don't know, all of the essential nutrients are important, but B12 is one of the most important because it's central to your methylation cycle, which is basically the, the way that your body builds your DNA, your red blood cells, your nerves, your brain cells, like everything. Yeah. So being deficient in B12 is really quite dangerous. And like yeah. the worst part about it is that you don't notice until it's too late. You can't <laughs> wait until the symptoms start. Because at yeah. that point, you could be causing irreversible nerve damage.
0: Wow. Um,
1: and brain damage. So please supplement oh. your B12. Everybody who is vegetarian, vegan, supplement <laughs> B12. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Definitely. And how... I don't know is it easy easy to to snack as well have for having snacks like I I would eat I don't know every two hours because my body needs food every couple of hours and so do my children but somebody then might have just three meals a day and quite big ones so again it depends on you as a physical being but yeah is it easy to to have natural snacks uh in between meals
1: I totally agree with you by the way and that you know everybody needs a different amount of food per day and it's true like you can see in your genes some people have um naturally a slower metabolism or a faster metabolism or whatever it's like and obviously it depends a lot on your activity and what you're doing during the day but yeah being in touch with your body and actually listening to when your body needs food yes seeing what you need Um, Very important. That's a big one, especially in our house. (laughs) Good. That's really cool.
0: (laughs) Like this morning, Hugo, well, he's seven. He had a meltdown because I knew that his body was so hungry and that he wanted... I don't know I think he wanted like a tattoo on his arm and I said no you need to have breakfast first you need to get dressed and then you can have your tattoo and then there was a complete meltdown about it because he wanted to do that first and I was like right listen to your body you know you need fuel you know you need food for your body will then make your brain function better you're crying you don't ever cry and and then as soon as he Calm down and actually had two mouthfuls he was absolutely fine so I do drum it into them <laughs> a bit and I think a lot more people do need to do that and listen to their body more because they don't and then you become grumpy it's
1: <laughs> so cool that you do that seriously you're the coolest mom like I don't think anyone ever told me when I was a child to listen to my body am I yeah. hungry or not like no one ever told me to do that <laughs> and it's they really don't. something they you have to relearn if without, you haven't learned yeah. it
0: it is isn't it it is relearning and and trying to dull down what we were taught as kids because that was just what society had told us but now we're trying to change that and then make our children better and and listening to their bodies which is just a whole nother thing as in you can learn so much from
1: your own body and how you feel yeah and like you know your body is sending you signals like of telling you when to eat and when to stop eating and all of these things and they're they're hormones yeah so leptin ghrelin is the hormone that makes you feel hungry and starts and like makes you start to seek out food as well as dopamine and leptin is the hormone that tells your body when you're full right we're so distracted yes um a by like our phones while we're eating so we don't listen to when we're full or by having these set ideas of what time we should eat so we don't even listen to when we're hungry and like so we don't even we can't even feel those signals because we're not used to listening to them and you're so yeah. right it's just about relearning to listen to the signals that your body is already giving you your body is like yeah. telling you all of these yeah. things
0: yeah it's there the answers are there <laughs> yeah just need to do it and would you say portion control is really good or, or needed with anything with any diet
1: um that's an interesting one and it kind of goes back to what we were just saying about yeah. listening to your body yeah um portion control is a, is is difficult because people are completely different shapes and sizes they have yes. completely different like activity levels so you can't say okay a portion of nuts is like 30 grams yeah For one person because uh i mean it makes it standardized so we can say okay in this in one portion there's this there's these yeah. amount of nutrients but for you you might need actually 50 grams of nuts whereas someone else might need only 20 grams of nuts as a snack, yes. you know like yeah. so it's about figuring out what portion size works for you yeah um having said that there are some genes which encourage people to eat more even when they are satisfied um, i've heard
0: of that yeah and then that makes people obese and and they don't know when to stop is it a hormone in the brain
1: Exactly, so there's yeah. a couple of genes, there's a, there's a monogenic disorder, um, so there's, there's a disorder where there's one genetic mutation and it makes people severely obese, but that's incredibly rare, Okay. Um, and there's, on the other side, there's a lot of genetic variations that many of us have, they're very common, and if you have a few of these variations, then you're more likely to eat more and potentially gain weight easier okay Uh, more easily than someone else yeah Um, and yeah it, it messes with your body's leptin levels a lot of them so as we said leptin is the hormone that makes you feel full so when leptin levels go up you stop eating but when you have these some of these genes your leptin signal isn't as strong yeah so you do need to be much more in touch with your body to feel when you need to stop eating yeah Um, And it's all, yeah, it's all about coming back to your body, mindful eating, seeing how you feel, really paying attention. And yeah, Yeah. for some people it is more difficult. But when you understand that about your genes, you can be more careful and you can tune in more. Yeah.
0: So interesting. It really is. I never knew any of this. (laughs) It's really good. And then when 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 people turn, I don't know, I've heard when you turn 30, your metabolism drops and is that correct? So then that would be a, gen- a genetic
1: thing again? So, yeah, cycles, your, I suppose. your metabolism does change as you get older. It tends to slow down. Um, and that's not necessarily genetic. So your genes don't actually change. The expression of them changes. Okay. Like the, your body can turn, you turn genes on and off. Yeah. So there's like these genetic switches. But... Your, those genes never go away. They never actually fundamentally change. They're always there. Okay. Um, so it's not genetic. But as you do, yeah, as you get older, your metabolism slows down. You, it is more difficult to manage your weight. Um, yeah. But there's always ways to get around that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. And to sum it up, two things that we can take away from this today just put you on the spot (laughs)
1: hey why don't you tell me like what what two things have you taken away from that yes good point um have you been listening (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah now I'm on the spot (laughs) I prefer it this way around (laughs) that b12 that is incredible I knew about b12 but I didn't know that much about it and that yeah you need it to constantly function for your brain your brain health and and also skin actually doesn't that no it's vitamin d i think isn't it i can't remember that yeah, yeah. that's
1: vitamin d yeah yeah go out in the sun well, actually there's a lot of vitamins that are involved in your skin but
0: yeah yeah, yeah. That's another and topic. that you can yeah <laughs> the gene <laughs> thing is amazing so yeah you can have two two of one gene No, no. The other way around. You can have one from one parent, one from the other, and you can still be the same. Or that one parent will have the odd gene. No, it's not even weird, is it? You can't say that's odd.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, terminology is slightly off, but I understand.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but it's been so good. It's been amazing. Just the way... The way genetics happen and that everybody is different because they are mm-hmm. to learn from your body and to listen because yeah, so many people don't listen to their bodies and you need to, you really do. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's all about reconnecting with your body and knowing your genetics is one, one step yeah. in that direction.
0: Yeah. I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to get a test. <laughs> Good. I need
1: to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll speak after <laughs>
0: yes, yes. and where can we find you what's your website address
1: um, my website is vojo.health um so v-o-j-o.health
0: perfect and what's your social media handles are you on instagram
1: yeah on all social media accounts oh apart from tiktok <laughs> haven't started that one yet but instagram <laughs> no. yes and um, that's where we're most active and that is at vojo.health
0: perfect oh thank you it's been really interesting
1: thank you it's been great to speak to you as well and also you have a lovely smile oh thank you (laughs) very nice to look at you but it's a shame that the podcast is only voice yeah yeah
0: it is definitely but yeah we'll definitely talk again soon that'll be good
1: thank you thank
0: you for having me oh so as always i would love to hear your thoughts about this episode so please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma. i'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts and thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode i will be back next week with another one another fun episode for you guys to listen to and also please leave a review on itunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much and I will see you very soon.